the book of Ruth, and I just want to read in chapter number one some of the first few verses uh, in this. I'm going to start in verse number 11, and I'm going to read this here uh, this evening. Now, uh, I understand that Ruth is a very familiar book to many folks, and we have a man uh, his name is Elimelech, and we know him and his wife, Naomi. They have two sons, and, and when there's a drought that takes place, we know that they, they leave uh, due to this famine from the land of Judah, and they go down to the land of Moab, and while they're there, more tragedy strikes, and the sons do get married. However, they both pass away, and, and Elimelech passes away, and now it's just basically Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpah. So at this point, this is what I want to read because now Naomi is basically getting ready to go home. She has heard of, of God moving uh, and providing for his people uh, back in the land of Judah and it's time for her. She just has this desire. She knows she needs to go home. And that's where I want to pick up the reading with you folks tonight in Ruth chapter number one. And I want to start reading in verse number 11. And so only if you're able, if you're able to stand for the reading and honoring of God's word, would you stand with me? Only if you're able for just a moment. Ruth chapter one, verse number 11, it says, and Naomi said, turn again, my daughters, why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husband's? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also denied and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And look what it says here in verse 14. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law but Ruth claved unto her. I want to look at what it says concerning Orpah, how it says she kissed her mother-in-law, but we know that Ruth clave unto her. Father, I just thank you today, God, for this opportunity to be in your house, Lord, amongst your people. And Father, for just a moment, I pray, Lord, that you'd just anoint these lips of clay. And God, that you'd strengthen my voice for just a little bit tonight to be able to preach your wonderful truth. God, I pray by the Holy Ghost that you would touch your uh, people tonight, that you would save souls. Encourage us, Lord, this evening, and we will thank Thank you and honor you and praise you for everything tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, we see here that she has lost once again her husband, her two sons. This great tragedy has taken place. And, and literally she hears in verse number six, she had heard that God had uh, uh, visited his people in giving them bread. And, and folks, uh, you know what? God will always provide for his people always. And I don't know about you, but I know that we need to be where God is providing. You know, God wasn't providing in Moab. He was providing in Judah. And, and here we have somebody that they up and they left. They made this hasty decision and she's far away from home. And now she has went through this extreme loss and she finds within herself this desire to simply go back home. So she's bidding her daughter-in-law's farewell and then she's getting ready to go home. So she makes up her mind. And folks, I, when you make up your mind to go where you need to be with the Lord, there are some things that are gonna try to tag along with you. They really will. 
When you, when you get to a place where you make up your mind that you're just going to go and make sure that you get where you need to be with the Lord, there are some things that are going to try to go with you. Now, I'm not talking about Ruth tonight, but I want to look very much at Orpah. We see here that these, uh, what happened was there was literally a goodbye kiss. That's what it was. Do you know that Naomi had kissed Orpah goodbye? That's what she did. This was a farewell kiss. This was a a kiss of separation. This was an end to a companionship or a relationship, so to speak. This was them literally bidding farewell one to another. This was a forever kiss in that this was something they were never going to see each other again. This was something that was not only a farewell between them, an end of their relationship, uh, an end, a conclusion of any further interaction. This was something now that was going to be henceforth and forever. But I also say that it was a freeing kiss simply because when you look at the names, which we know that is extremely valuable in the word of God, her name does mean gazelle, but it has a root word that means stiff necked. And I don't know about you, but you don't want any stiff-necked people tagging along in your walk with the Lord. And here we have someone that literally uh, Naomi kissed goodbye to. It's a picture literally of the freedom that comes from separating yourself from someone or something that is only going to slow you down or drag you down or hold you back in your relationship with the Lord. And Naomi kisses her goodbye. Literally 10 years in a faraway land can allow some pretty deep attachments to take place if you think about it. So literally there are things I find that if we're not careful, we'll allow them to attach themselves unto us. And tonight, I just want to share these few very brief things with you. Very simple, but yet very practical for us. There are things in our life that we just need to kiss goodbye to. I'm just being frank with you. There are some things that you and I just need to kiss goodbye. That's what Naomi did. She kissed her goodbye. Orpah kissed her goodbye. It was a farewell. It was a we're done here. It was a no more interactions between you and me. I'm going this way and you're going that way. So this is what we see here. I want to know, want you to notice number one, there are some people that we need to kiss goodbye. I understand that that may sound mean to some of you, but I want you to understand there ain't nothing that ought to be more important than your relationship with Jesus. There is not a man or woman that walks the face of this earth that ought to be more valuable than your walk with the Son of God. But I want you to understand sometimes we allow people to attach themselves to us and they literally are those that would slow us down drag us down. They're the same type of people that don't have a walk with the Lord or they have a lukewarm walk. If you want to even call it that to begin with, it's more like a limp anyway, but literally they are people that find themselves wanting you to settle down where they are. They don't want to come up where you are. And those are the type of people that we need to kiss goodbye to. They are people that don't have the same interests as you. They're people that don't have the same passions as you. Or they don't have the same values in the Lord that you do. They will try to keep you from being simply where you need to be. You know what they want? They want you to stay in Moab. That's what they want. 
They want you to settle down and put down roots and stay at this faraway land. They don't want you to get close to the Lord. They don't want you to get back where you need to be with the king. Young ladies and young men, let me tell you some practical advice that I have lived. There are certain people that you ought not to even bother dating. There are certain people that you should just shut the door and kiss goodbye to now because they're not going to benefit you in your life. They don't care about your walk for the Lord. They care about how you look. And I want you to understand you ought to just go ahead and kiss them goodbye. And you ought to just keep on holding hands and going forward with Jesus. Here we have people that are in our lives that we need to kiss goodbye I want you to understand that there are folks even still to this day that I know about, just heard about recently that uh, a young lady who was very much grew up in the church, was born again, bought by the blood of Jesus, serving God and being faithful. And I'm not trying to uh, look down on uh, some of you, but I'm just being honest. Then a young man comes along and all of a sudden he doesn't have the same values as her. He don't have the same attention as her. He don't love the Lord like her. And you know, pretty soon they fall in love. And I want you to understand feelings will trick you every single time. And here is somebody... That all of a sudden doesn't darken a church door no more, doesn't live the way that they should anymore, and instead of living where they need to be, they're living with their boyfriend. Why did that happen? Because they didn't kiss them goodbye when they should have. There are people in our lives that will even say to you, why do you so faith? Why do you got to go to church Sunday morning? Why do you got to be there Sunday night? Why do you got to be there on Wednesday? Why do you go every single night to revive? Don't you know we got a birthday party? Don't you know I'm on my way to heaven and I don't got time for stuff like that on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night? But folks, I want you to understand, I really believe with all of my heart that we are living in a day when we need to make up our mind who it is that we're serving. And some people are gonna try to sink and just attach themselves to you. And I'm not saying that we need to treat them disrespectfully, but we just need to draw a line in the sand and say, listen, you're going this way and I'm going this way and we don't have any other dealing or anything else we need to talk about because I'm going back where I know the Lord's moving and I'm not staying in this place anymore. I believe that we need to kiss some people goodbye. You say, why did you stick on that? Because I lived that. I did that exact thing. I'm being honest with you tonight. I was young and I was dumb and I'm not making excuses. I sinned. I messed up. And I did that. At at 18 years old, I'm out of my house living, living living in someone else's basement. Why? Because I was rebelling against God because I refused to to obey the advice that there are certain people that I ought not associate with because they don't care about the Lord. They don't care about the things of God. And I ended up being pulled away and I found myself in the land of Moab. But praise God, I heard about God moving in Judah again. And thank the good Lord that I got up one day and made up my mind that I was going to go home. And I'm thankful that his arms were open for me. Glory to God. And he was waiting for me to come home. But I had to kiss some people goodbye. And you know what? They're still in Moab, but I'm over here in Judah. Number one, it's the people some people we need to kiss goodbye. Number two, places. There are certain places that we need to stay away from. 
God didn't visit Moab again. I said he visited Judah. God wasn't providing down in Moab. God was providing in Judah. It was a place that Naomi needed to cut ties with. It wasn't just a people. She needed to get out of there. She didn't have no right to be there. They should have never been there to begin with. They made a grave mistake in moving to this place. Judah was where the blessing was. Judah was where the presence of God was. And she needed to get back where she needed to be. She was somewhere that she was not supposed to be. And you know what? I understand people like to say things, well, oh, I'm under grace and I can go where I want. No, you can't. No, you can't. I'm telling you right now, a Christian should not find themselves sitting in a bar whatsoever. I don't care if you're not drinking or not. You have no place of business being there. As a child of God, you're not going to win one of them to the Lord. Stand at the door and bid them outside. Don't go into Moab. Stay over in Judah. I want you to understand today there are things or places that you and I should not be found within. I want to give you an example. There was one time that I went up to Pennsylvania to visit some family. And uh, uh, my, my one family member said, hey, I want to go down for breakfast to this place. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, when we go there and when we go and walk in, I see that the whole place is a bar. Yeah, it's in the morning, but the whole place is a bar. 100%. I want you to understand. I went over and I'm thinking, I'm not staying here. I don't feel, I, I just felt like I should not be in this place at all. And I went over and sat down and pretty soon I just, I, I just got up and I just walked out and went out and sat in a truck for the rest of the time. And when they came out and they said, Hey, what was wrong? I said, I'm just telling you now as a Christian, I just can't be in one of those places. I don't want nothing to do with being in there because I shouldn't be there. I have no business being in there. I don't care if it's for breakfast. I don't care if it's in the morning. It does not matter. It's a place I should not be inside of. There are places in life that you and I should stay simply away from. We should not find ourselves being anywhere where God is not. I understand people say, well, God's everywhere. Well, his blessing's not everywhere. And I don't know about you, but I want to be where the hand of God and the presence of God is moving. And there are certain places that we just need to kiss goodbye to. There are certain things that people, well, you don't understand. I'm I'm in a pool league and I got to play in that bar. No, you don't. You're making a decision to do that. I want you to understand that we ought to be getting away from those things. It is good preaching, even if it's from a Blanchester hillbilly. Amen. Here's the last thing. So there's people that we should kiss goodbye. There are places we should kiss goodbye. And there are also possessions that we should kiss goodbye. There are things we just shouldn't have in our homes or on our property. There are things that shouldn't just simply belong to us. There are things that we should not own. No doubt, Naomi collected in Moab many things, but she walked away from them. She left them behind. She went home. Now, I heard this story repeated, and I don't know where I heard it before, but I want to share it with you. And there was this young lady, and she had this pet snake. I think there's something wrong with her already. I'm sorry, but the only good snake is one that does not have his head attached to his body anymore. That's just the way we grew up. 
If I'm on the lawnmower and I see him, I drop the deck to the bottom and floor it. My wife wants to know why there's a scalp in the middle. It's like, don't worry, honey, I got him. But here, there's this young lady, she has this pet snake, and it's not just any pet snake, it's one of them, I guess, boas or whatever that, that uh, ain't poisonous, but they like to swallow their victims, and once again, that's a huge mistake. <laughs> I take my chances with the fangs. <laughs> but anyway, here it is that, that she has this, this critter out. And, and she just loves laying down and watching this little thing. He just stretches himself way out and she just thinks that it's wonderful. It's how, how cute that this thing is because when she lays down on the floor, he just stretches out beside her and she one day is talking to her veterinarian and just explaining what this snake, cute little thing is doing. And he's not really little anyway. When he stretches out, he's as long as she is. And that vet said, if I were you, I'd stop doing that. And she said, why? He said, he's sizing you up to see if he can get you down. I want you to understand, folks, if we do not be careful, there are certain things that we'll let in our life and the devil's just sizing you up so that he can try to swallow you down. And if we're not careful, we'll look and think that it's cute and we'll think that it's harmless. But deep down, we know, according to the word of God, I, I want you to understand the devil don't care about you. He's a liar and a deceiver, and he will bring things into your life to try to pull you away from your Savior. We see here that there are things. You say, give me some examples. I believe as parents, one of the worst things you can do anymore is just give them free reign on the internet or electronic devices. My daughter is 13 years old and she got a cell phone, but she can't get on the internet because it don't got it. <laughs> one day I seen a text message <laughs> that she sent to one of her little friends and she's only allowed to have certain people added. We, we know who they are. <laughs> But literally, uh, you have to go in and add them. It's, it's, it's basically a, a, a lockdown prison phone. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> you can't get in it. You can't get out it without going through the warden. <laughs> I saw a little text message she did one time. She's over there smiling. She's here. I'm, I'm shaming her in public. <laughs> no, no. And, and she texted her friend one time. And uh, cause I said, I said, give me your phone. She's like, why? I'm like, because I pay the bill and I want to look at it. So, some of you young people hate my guts. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Do you know why? Because if you're not careful, it's that very thing that will size you up and swallow you down. And there are certain things that you'll never get back. There are certain things that you can't undo. And you know what? There are certain things, even in innocency nowadays, that can land you someplace where you see things that you can't unsee or read things that you can't unread. But anyway, she texted one of her little friends and they said something at the time. They're, they're like, hey, I want to send you a picture. And her phone wasn't even taking pictures at that time. And she's like, I can't. My phone doesn't take pictures. My mom and dad won't have it set up. And she does that little roll eye emoji. <laughs> Proudest moment of my parenting life right there. <laughs> Dead serious. I'm like, I'm doing it right when you get your kids to roll your eyes to their buddies. That's all I'm saying. 
But do you know where there was a day that Disney didn't used to be so crooked and corrupt? Do you know you should not let your kids sit down and sit there and just have free reign to watch it because they'll see things that never used to be on Disney Channel anyway. They'll see things that they ought not to see. They'll see agendas that are being declared that ought not to be declared to children or adults. I want you to understand we're living in a day, if you're not careful, you'll let that snake come right into your house, right under your door, and it will start sizing your kids up sizing you up there are things that we should not have in our homes there are possessions things that we should not own whatsoever we should get rid of some of y'all get mad at me for it but i don't even think i don't even think christian ought to have a shot glass in their house even for decoration i think that's the stupidest thing in the world which side are we living for that's what i want to know i don't need decorations like that I'll set a mason jar out. That speaks more to my character anyway. (laughs) But folks, it's true. We're living in a day we need to be careful. We need to make sure that we are as close to the Lord as we possibly can get. And that means we're going to have to be willing. We have to be people who are willing to bid some things goodbye. We have to be, listen, I don't need to explain myself to anybody. I'm on my way to heaven. I don't care if some people think that I'm over the top. I don't care if they think that I need to throttle it back a little bit. I don't care if they think that I'm crazy. We need to be prepared to just simply bid them goodbye. Like, listen, I would love for you to come with me, but if you ain't coming with, I ain't staying here. I'm on my way to heaven and there ain't nothing that's gonna stop me from getting there. Look at your life tonight. Are there things... Are there places that you go? Are there things that you have? Are there people in your life that they ain't doing no good for you in your walk with the Lord? What they're doing is that you can feel them pulling you back. They're trying to get you to just stay someplace that you ain't supposed to be. You and I ought to have a desire to get closer to the Lord each and every day. And the devil don't like that desire. And he'll do everything he can to try to make sure something attaches to you to be a weight that holds you down to keep you from where you need to go with him. And if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your savior, friend, I want you to understand you're already being swallowed by the snake. But I don't know about you, but I'm so glad tonight that there's someone you can call on to rescue you. There's someone who can stop you from from sin ending your life. There's someone who can save your soul tonight. But you got to call on him. you got to be willing to confess with your own mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe from your own heart that God's raised him from the dead. That is when thou shalt be saved. And that can be you tonight. That can be you this very moment. Now is the accepted time. Today's the day of salvation. And child of God, if there's things that you need to kiss goodbye to, you know what, if I were you, you know what I'd do? I'd get up and I'd start kissing like crazy tonight. Bye. I'm on my way to heaven.